Now, when Martin Luther said, everything I ever needed to know I learned in Romans, well, he didn't actually say those words, but that's really what it means when you say, Romans is the purest gospel. We should know it by heart, word for word. We should occupy ourselves with it every day, for it concerns everything a Christian ought to know. You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast for Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California. I'm pretty certain most of you are at least familiar with the title of Robert Fulgham's book, Everything I Ever Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Now, I do not believe the author was saying the world would be a better place if we were all first grade dropouts. Uh, He isn't stating that industry and technology and ability would have flourished as it did if we never learned anything beyond kindergarten. But I think those who have enjoyed that book would agree with the author that society might be a lot better if we daily lived out some of the lessons learned there, like share, play fair, don't hit, and if you hurt, say that you are sorry. Live a balanced life. Learn some, think some, draw some, paint some, sing some, dance some, play some, work some every day. When you go out into the world, stick together. And of course, flush. Now, when Martin Luther said, everything I ever needed to know I learned in Romans, well, he didn't actually say those words, but that's really what it means when you say, Romans is the purest gospel. We should know it by heart, word for word. We should occupy ourselves with it every day, for it concerns everything a Christian ought to know. When he wrote those words, I don't think he was saying the other 65 books of the Bible are unimportant, let alone not as inspired or inerrant as Romans. That is not what he was saying. He was not denying the expansive totality of revelation that comes from the entirety of scripture. In fact, he would say not only was Jesus the center of every book of the Bible, He said Jesus is the center of every single passage. So when he said everything we ever needed to know, we learned in Romans, or the way he said it, like I quoted it earlier, I think what he was simply saying is, if we live out that which we have learned in Romans this summer, our service will be sweeter, our witness will be richer, and our church will be stronger. For in these words, we have learned what every Christian ought to know, namely, what is the long gospel? Sin and punishment, grace and faith, righteousness, Christ and God, good works, love, hope, and cross, and also how we are to conduct ourselves toward everyone, be they righteous or sinner, strong or weak, friend or foe, and even how we are to treat ourselves. So how do we live toward the strong and the weak, righteous and sinner, friend and foe? 
You know, you learned. We strive to live in harmony with everyone, looking down on no one, never assuming we are better than someone, even blessing those who might persecute us, even as the Lord has blessed us who persecuted him. That was all found in Romans 12. The God who, who is eternal and holy, whose nature is divine, who is the creator of all and your own father and his son, perfect man and fully God, holy and eternal, who took on not only our flesh, but took on our punishment, all in Romans 1 and 5. We learned about sin and we learned about grace. We learned that no one is righteous in and of themselves. No one truly seeks God in a way that is pure. Everyone has turned away and all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Romans 3. And yet we learn the gift is not like the trespass for we have been made right by, by God's grace. That's his undeserved favor in Christ through redemption that comes in Jesus. Romans 3. We learned about punishment and we learned about faith. We learned that the wages of sin is death and Jesus was put to death for our trespasses. And we learned that we have peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ. That was Romans 3, 4, and 5. We learned about law and we learned about gospel. The law is good. It's God's will for you, his perfect and pleasing and holy will. And yet, because of fallen nature, that which was intended for our life has brought about death for the law simply exposes our sin, Romans 7. But the gospel is God's gift. It is the power of God to save all who believe in Jesus. That was chapter one. We even learned about how we ourselves live as sacrifices, holy and pleasing to him, knowing that we are more than conquerors in Christ and nothing can separate us from his love. That was chapters 12 and eight. You know, we even learned about gathering, connecting and sending right there in Romans. We learned that God has poured his love into our hearts through the spirit, that while we were one-time enemies, he has gathered us to himself, and now he is known as our Abba Father, Romans 5 and 8. We learned that like the apostle, we are to be filled with anguish over those who do not yet know Jesus. For our God is a God of Jew and Gentile alike, God of the circumcised and uncircumcised, connecting us together, making us one in Christ. Found that in Romans 10 and Romans 3. And we heard that people can only call on God if they believe in him. They can only believe in him if they hear of him, and they can only hear about him if some are sent to him. Romans 10. You know, we even learned some of those kindergarten truths right here in Romans. We learned the importance of sharing. Give help to one another as they need. Chapter 16. We learned about playing fair. Accept one another, just as God in Christ has accepted you. 
chapter 15. We learned about living a balanced life this morning in chapter 14. Balanced life to say, you know, some accept special days and others are all the same. Some don't eat meat and some do, but they all give thanks to God, knowing that no one lives to himself alone or dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to him. That's a balanced life. We learned about the importance of going out into the world together. Live in a unity of spirit, chapter 13. And believe it or not, we learned about the importance of flushing. The next time the old Adam or old Eve starts talking to you, saying, you are a miserable person. You don't do the good you should do. You haven't done the good you should do. You do the evil you shouldn't do. The next time the voice says, hey, God's really good at forgiving sin and you're really good at doing sin. So why not do something to let him be good at that? What she's good at? Flush it, hush it, and rush to the word that says, there is no condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. So as we live what we have learned this summer, this I know. Our service will be sweeter, our witness will be richer, and our church will be stronger, we pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this word from Romans. And we pray that you would send us your spirit and strengthen us each day to live that which we have learned for the glory of your holy name in which we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed week.